Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I got a frog in my throat. Actually, it's a toad. It's seven past the hour, and this is the Faith Radio Network. Joining us, the founder of BibleandBusiness.com and a business consultant with the Platinum Group, Bill English. Good morning, Bill. Well, good morning, Bill. According to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the Obama administration is going to be spending a whole bunch of money, about $17 million, um, injecting that money into a group of non-traditional education providers. And they say that's because a lot of Americans are graduating from college with lots of debt, but they actually don't have the skills the economy needs. So who are these these so-called uh, non-traditional education providers? Well, most of these are the for-profit education providers, like uh, uh, what they list here in this Wall Street Journal article is the New York startup Flat Tryon. Um, and Epicodus, which are two coding schools that help guys and gals learn how to write code for uh, computer programs, which is something I tried long ago and realized I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> I just didn't have the interest in it. Uh, Study.com, an online website, is is another area where they're pumping the $17 million into. And then another one called Straighter Line that provides online courses uh, apparently at reduced costs. What they're saying is that at a typical four-year public college, only 48% of the first-time full-time students graduate within six years. Now, when you and I were going to school, it was four years, right? I mean, you just you just did the four years sure. and you were done. I'd do three summers to make it in four years I, because I, you know, I was doing a lot of extracurricular stuff, so I did every summer. Really? I did summer school because I wanted to do so much extracurricular stuff during the school year. So I did it in four years, and but three summers during that four-year time. Really? So. Were you in the theater by chance? I was in the theater, Bill. You were in the theater, weren't you? I was a thespian. You yes, were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that kept me busy, yes. And so uh, what they're saying now is that uh, – uh, they want uh, students to maybe get through a little bit faster with better skills. And so what they're also saying is that almost half of the college graduates here uh, are underemployed or unemployed. And they're seeing it as an education gap rather than a jobs gap. And that's a discussion for another day. I would tend to think it's more of a of a jobs gap rather than an education gap. But so be it. They're putting $17 million into these for-profit companies. Good use of our taxpayer dollar? Yeah, I think so, because it's uh, it's an investment in people. It's an investment in skill development. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in uh, continuing education, professional education, and education in general. You know, I'm on the faculty here at Northwestern, uh, adjunct, of course. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good use of money. Now, I know you are a lifelong learner. You've got like 16 different degrees. Uh, talk about the... Imp- 14, 14. 14. I'm sorry. 14 degrees. Didn't mean to exaggerate. Yes. Talk about the importance <laughs> of continuing professional development at both in our work life and in our personal life and our, our Christian walk as, as well, Bill. You know, uh, Paul alludes to this many times, uh, or I should say several times without exaggerating here. And I'll just read one of these allusions to it. It's in uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And he's writing to the Philippians, and he says, This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Now, there you have him basically telling us to increase our love by increasing our knowledge and our depth of insight into those things of the Lord. And uh, that is education. That is a growing of the mind as well as of the soul, as well as of the heart. And so I'm a huge believer 
in people uh, continuing their education throughout life. I don't care whether you're uh, 10 years old, uh, 50 years old, or 90 years old, uh, you ought to be uh, increasing and growing, and if I can say this, becoming uh, right up until the day you die. And and that is something that that is lost on many Americans. I go to an average evangelical church. Um, Sorry, Pastor John, I'm not saying that you have an average church. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a typical evangelical church and there's a lot of folks in their sixties and seventies and eighties who are just coasting. I mean, you, you can just kind of tell they come to church, they do the church thing. Uh, a number of people do the, just the kind of the Christian thing. Uh, they're Christians, but they're not really investing in growing and becoming more than what they could be today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we have to look at both the spiritual aspect of growth, Bill, which, of course, uh, is critical. Paul talking about that right there. But also uh, not every part of our growth as human beings, because, you know, we we are mind, body and spirit. Not every part necessarily is going to be a spiritual growth, even though I think all of our growth uh, contributes to spiritual growth. But there are other areas, whether that's um, increase in improving our physical health, it's reading, it's increasing our knowledge in a particular area, it's getting skilled in something maybe we, we haven't learned. God has, you know, it's, it's amazing how you look at how we're made in his image in so many ways. We, we um, not perfectly, of course, because we're, we're sinful and fallen, sure. but we're made as moral beings, as yes. creative beings. As creative and, beings. And are we... Are we really applying ourselves? I think, for the most part, many of us aren't. Yeah, we really. Um, boy, how do I say this? Sloth is a sin. Laziness is a sin, and uh, it's not something that God desires. I, I can tell you from from uh, just for myself that uh, growing physically, I tend to do that quite well. If I eat donuts and that kind of thing, I can add to my midsection easily. Uh, but growing in terms of my physical health by going to the gym is something that I really hate. But I force myself to do it because I know it's part of what I do. Uh, professional growth and mental growth, skill development, those kinds of things, <clears throat> those are things that people uh, can and should be engaged in throughout their life, irrespective of what their vocation is or, uh, or, or, or what their focus is on in life. There's always something to learn and to grow into. Mm. Our guest is, is Bill English. Uh, Bill is a adjunct professor at the University of Northwestern and a business consultant. And you can go to his website, bibleandbusiness.com, to learn more. We'll take a quick break and be right back here at Faith Radio. Good morning. 17 past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. It's Bill Meyer with our business guy, business dude, Bill English. And uh, we were talking about the fact that the U.S. government, federal government, is going to be spending about $17 million to help Americans get non-traditional educations. And many of these are people that have already got their college degree but need some retraining, right. retooling, so they can actually uh, get a job in, in today's economy. And Bill, I know you've been a consultant to a lot of business owners. What will happen to a business in today's economy if it's simply content to rest on its laurels? Uh, because we're talking about personal growth of not just the, the individual, but also the business and the person who's running the business. If somebody says, well, that's the way we've always done it, 
It works just fine for us. What's going to happen to That's them? That's good. I like that. That was very good. <laughs> What's going to happen to them in the greater scheme of things? Well, they're, well, they're going to atrophy, and they'll eventually go out of business. So uh, a business has to learn and has to grow as well as the individuals. But the business isn't going to grow if the individuals aren't growing, especially your key players uh, within the organization. So uh, we have in the strategic planning process that we're doing right now at the company that I'm an interim CEO at, we actually uh, have a matrix that we're asking everybody to fill out. Now, they're not quite doing it yet, but they will in the next four weeks. And the matrix has five areas going down the Y-axis, the up and down axis. It's what do you have to learn? What do you have to do? What do you have to deliver? What's the authority that you need to carry these things out? And do you need any budgetary uh, discretionary spending? across goal number one, two, or three, or four, whatever the goals are. And so that we can matrix out what a person has to do that for for 2017 in order to achieve help achieve the company goals. But notice that the first thing on that y-axis is what do you have to learn? Because we're assuming that what we're going to ask you to do to contribute to the towards the company goals and towards the company growth, we're assuming that you probably don't know it all. And so, you know, what kind of learning do you need to do? And, of course, the most dangerous place for an organization to be when they are uh, starting to kind of coast and rest on their laurels is that they lose sight of what they don't know. Mm. Because markets change, technology changes, customer appetites change, customer interests changes, the competition changes. Uh, the your, your, the environment in which a person runs a business is constantly changing. So if you're resting on what you were doing, if you're resting on your laurels, if you're not updating your company by updating your people, then you will lose sight of what you don't know. And that's a really dangerous place to be. When you don't know what you don't know, then you're going to get caught and it's going to be painful at some point for you in the future. I'm just thinking of some of the American businesses that maybe didn't think uh, ahead or weren't uh, growing and learning. And I'm, I'm not casting aspersions on these. I'm just saying from what I've read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kodak kind of not. Yeah, they came to mind. Yeah. It's like, okay, so digital <laughs> technology, people moving away from traditional cameras. How about the video rental or or VCR uh, or um, or CD uh, D- DVD rental uh, places? Sure. Uh, so much for that. I mean, yeah. It's uh, th- these are companies that may- and maybe they were. Maybe they just realized their market has changed and they had to. They had to. You know, they weren't going to survive. But I think for any business to be looking, given the fact that technology and things are changing so rapidly, if you're not keeping up, you're going to fall behind on the curve. Well, yeah, and that's true of any organization, and that's why Obama, <clears throat> excuse me, is pumping seventeen million dollars of additional uh, education money into these organizations because the colleges, quite frankly, aren't keeping up. The colleges are not necessarily, in today's world, training kids uh, to uh, be relevant in the markets that they're trying to go into, uh, and part of that is uh, in. And I'm not trying to be critical here of because I'm on a college-owned station. I get that. But uh, the ability to change uh, a course or change a major or introduce a major or deprecate a major in a college environment is like pulling teeth. It, it just it takes forever to get some of that stuff done, whereas some of these for-profit companies, they're a lot more agile in how they can respond to market and customer changes and skill change needs and uh, – 
provide the education that's necessary. It's interesting. Uh, you mentioned we're owned by a college, University of Northwestern. It's exciting to see their commitment to STEM. Yes. Because I uh, yes. was talking to the college president, Dr. Curtin, and saying that, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, the, this is the, the wave of the future. And so to, to really be investing in, yeah. in that program and helping more and more students succeed, that is the, that's the wave of the future. It, it, it is. And there's a part of me that's kind of melancholy about that simply because uh, education used to be about the crafting of the soul and the crafting of the mind and giving people the ability to think critically. And no matter what they would face in the future, they would have the basic what we call liberal arts skills to, to manage that and to get along in the world. Education today is pretty much pragmatic. What can you do after you've had the education? Because if you can't do something, then in this society, you're kind of considered worthless. And uh, I'm a little bit melancholy about that because I like the idea of education, especially college, being something that's really a crafting of the soul and a crafting of the character uh, more than uh, just making sure that you know how to calculate numbers or you know how to write code. Well, I think that's happening here, though. I'll challenge you on that. I mean, the crafting of the soul. I, I think agree. A- I agree here at University of Northwestern and at, and at other Christian schools around the nation that does happen. But when you go to our public colleges and other places, it's the lack of the ethics and the lack of a spiritual foundation and the lack of a Christian worldview uh, really leads to a loss of, of what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, Bill, um, I know you believe that personal growth and learning can be a, a powerful part of our Christian testimony. Uh, can you explain why? Uh, <laughs> because uh, when we grow and become more than what we are today, and we can demonstrate that growth to others through the love and the genuineness of Jesus Christ, I think that becomes attractive to the outside world. I had a guy sitting in my office yesterday. I'm I'm finishing up my one-on-one interviews at this organization that I'm leading now. And he said, I've never met anybody like you. Hmm. And I want to spend as much time with you as I can to learn what I can. Wow. Right? He doesn't know why. He really doesn't know why. But he knows there's something there. And it's not just business skills and acumen. It's the combination, uh, I think, of God having transformed me into being somebody that I am not naturally on my own, plus my drive that God has put in me to learn and to grow and to be the best that I can be. And I think that the output of that is something that is attractive to him. And I'm looking forward to mentoring this guy. That is very exciting. And, you know, all of us uh, should be mentoring somebody in in our lives. Exactly, especially... Regardless of our age, uh, where we are, um, you know, the Bible talks very clearly about about that. And both ends, we should have somebody mentoring us, and we should be mentoring somebody underneath us. And especially those who are retired, you should uh, be pouring yourself into as many younger people as you can. Hmm. Great challenge. Uh, if you are a retired person, take Bill's uh, challenge to heart. Twenty-five yeah. past the hour. Thanks so much for your time, Bill. You bet.